Hey everybody, it's Emma and Grace. Hey. Hey. We wanted to just quickly um, share with an apology with folks. We had a little bit of a delay in getting out this episode this week. Um, normally we aspire to have it every fortnight on a Thursday, um, but there's been a lot of updates in both of our lives. Grace is starting a new job. I've been job searching, puttering around, glamorized puttering around, <laughs> doing more than puttering around. Um, and as we get into the swing of things and figure out our schedules this week, the pod took a little bit of a backseat. Um, but we're excited to have you listening today and we appreciate your continued support and particularly appreciate the folks who held us accountable, specifically our friend James. Thanks, James. James, we really appreciate, we really appreciate you. We got, we literally were together and we got this text message from James being like, what? No pod? <laughs> and I immediately felt so guilty. So we went on the gram and posted a little story about it. But um, we want to apologize and thank you again for listening and will definitely aspire to continue on our um, schedule moving forward. Thank you. Welcome to TBT with Grace and Emma, a podcast on the millennial generation and how we came to be. This week, we check in with our fave, Joey Fatone. We offer up some breaking news on our generation's favorite caller. And we propose an alternative strategy for marketing to millennials. I'm Emma. And I'm Grace. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Emma. Hey Grace. What's going on? You know, hanging out in our stude. Yep. I'm wearing a kind of like oversized-ish sweatshirt with uh, one shoulder revealed a la our fave Ariana. Ariana. Grande. Grande. Oh, I was like Huffington? Imagine Ariana having been like romping around with a bare shoulder. Fuck yeah. I know. She would pull that off. I, um, um, I have some kind of big news. Oh. Last week, we we made a big boo-boo. We did not mention Joey Fatone once. I know. And so I think the only way to make up for that is to... Uh, Sing him a song. Bring him on the pod. Keep going. Um... Play a clip of a movie of Joey Fatone's. We can definitely do that, um, but it turns out that there was a, in a like a small short segment on Cribs <gasps> of Joey Fatone's <gasps> house. He lives so, in a house. I feel like Joey Fatone's one of those people who would just like live in a condo in a gated community in Florida and call it a day. Okay, I can't speak to whether it was a condo or not. <laughs> it was probably a self-standing house. But I have created some uh, some trivia questions for you about <gasps> this Cribs episode. OMG. Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday we have to, to atone. Me. We have to fatone for our sins. <laughs> okay, well, you definitely <laughs> scripted that. I actually only just thought of it. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, you are so clever. I know. I'm impressed. What? Lined the hallways of Joey Fatone's home. Is it A, signed guitars of musicians ranging from Faith Hill to Anthrax? Oh, Anthrax. B, records from his favorite artists, including Paul McCartney and Britney Spears. Or C, 
pictures of the glory days of NSYNC, including the picture of him in the iconic pleather suit. The red oh one. Oh my god. Which one was it? I want it to be C, but I think it's B. <gasps> Is it D, all of the above? <laughs> that would be the best case scenario. But no, the answer was A. <gasps> signed, like, he had, like, 25 guitars lining the walls, like electric guitars, every one of them signed by the artist that played it. Right here is uh, a wall of guitars. Like an amazing collection. And you know what? Joey Baton doesn't play the guitar. That's what I was just <laughs> like, okay? He doesn't even play it! Like, he literally doesn't know how? He was like, in the in the episode, he's like, which is funny, like, I'm terrible at the guitar. Like, can you heart. imagine Joey Fatone strumming and see banana pancakes? I can see him at Banana the... pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Joey Fatone would definitely be the guy at the party who, like, finds the acoustic guitar and pulls it out and makes everyone sing along to songs. Every time we go on the road with, with NSYNC, I've always said, hey, you know, I collect guitars, which I do because I don't play that well at all. Um, which okay. of these is featured in the episode? His garage filled with motorcycles, his daughter's bedroom, his kitchen where his nonna was cooking an Italian meal. Oh. Quite a turn from <laughs> Moby's Ezekiel bread. <laughs> I think it's A. You're guessing a garage filled with motorcycles, which is what I imagine his garage is full of. 100%. But he showed his daughter's bedroom. Oh. I'm going to take it to my daughter's room. Yeah. Oh. In his daughter's bedroom, what did I learn that she collected? Unicorns. Oh. You can guess if you want. What's like a collection that she had? My Little Pony. That was one of the ones that I was going to say. Cabbage Patch. Nope. The answer is snow globes. Snow globes. Loves to collect snow globes. Uh, we started doing that for her uh, for Christmas and her birthdays and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she was a snow globe. <laughs> a snow globe. <laughs> I bet there's a convention for globers. Oh, 100%. I was literally in a house the other day and they had a massive connect- collection of snow globes. And you know what? For a second, I was like, I regret not being this person. And then, okay, before you make that face, <laughs> 30 seconds later, I was like, no, I don't regret not being this person. But there is something really cool about collecting an artifact that is so ubiquitous yes. that every single souvenir shop you go into, it's like keychains. True. Like, <gasps> okay, this is a TBT. Do you remember when keychains were huge? Sorry, excuse me. Huge. My mom believes the age is silent. She just believes the H is silent. Because she's from New York. Of I, course the H is silent. I don't know what you people are talking about. New York is totally <laughs> nuts. In denial, it is a very fine letter that stands firmly on its own. The word mm. is huge. To be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, I, you've made your point. <laughs> You're not foot ever foot an amphibian. You you've made your point. <laughs> okay, cool. More Joey Fatone trivia, perhaps? Yeah. Great. Yep. Um, just a couple more. Um, Joey Fatone has an entire room dedicated to memorabilia for which superhero? Superman, Spider Man, Batman. Oh. Wow. A whole room. Batman. It's Superman. What? Yep. 
Superman, I'm just just a big fan of his as far as the symbol, the character. Uh, obviously, Christopher Reeve, like Christopher Reeve, and uh, just love his whole thing. And uh, this is my collection. In this room full of memorabilia, what does Joey Fatone do to ham it up for the camera? Does he put on a replica cape and exclaim, Joey to the rescue? Does he pretend to fall asleep on the Superman rug? Does he rip open his button-down shirt and reveal that he was wearing a Superman shirt underneath? Rip open his button-down shirt. No, he just pretends to sleep on the rug. Oh my god. The Superman rug. So nice and comfy. I can sleep on it. No, not really, because I don't want to dirty it up. This is why Cribs got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really, I, I still firmly back my own campaign to bring it back, but, like, I can see the argument against it. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, this room, it is a whole room. He has, like, a special light for it. I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps it at a certain temperature. Like, it was a whole deal. Damn. Yeah. Joey Fatone loves Superman. That is my Superman room. Condo in, in Orlando that I'm imagining <laughs> in my head has some crazy shit going on. Those were all my trivia questions. Great yeah. trivia. Yep. Thanks for kicking it off with a game. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if this is like the right place to put this, but I will also say that so I had a friend who just started listening to the pod recently, uh-huh. which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm grateful for her support. And um I'll just mention her by name. Her name's Sonia. Uh-huh. And she's one of my oldest friends and um I love her. And one of the things that she said as feedback sort of like how she was working her way through the pilot episode uh-huh. um, was she was just like, and I think this is really important for us to remember is like she was like just remember to acknowledge that like we are two white women of yeah. a certain class of certain geographic backgrounds yeah and we definitely I think tried to set the stage with that but yeah. I think it's really important for us especially as we continue to always think about like how does that lens come into play how totally. does that bias the material that we choose and then the way that we talk about it and the way that mm-hmm. we frame it um and i just think i really appreciate that feedback from her because i think like like even recently like we published an episode and i listened to it after having already listened to it like in full mm-hmm um during the editing process and then it was only the second time around that i caught a comment about like colonizing a part of America and I was like shit like that's a shitty thing to, that's a shitty right. thing yeah so we've like since edited it but if like folks heard that version um I think it's just important to say that like we're continuing to try to check ourselves yeah thank you so much Emma helpful for us to recall and bring up again cool and also I'm nice glad. that we have feedback to talk yeah. about on the pod yeah <laughs> keep the feedback coming Yes, please. Thank you.
Okay, I have one other piece of news. Oh. Yeah. Um, that our, our listeners need to know. Um, Jezebel alerted us to the fact that Millennial Pink is dead. Uh, Ivanka Trunk... Trunk <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. I said what I said. <laughs> Please keep it. Ivanka Trunk uh, wore Millennial Pink to an event. R.I.P. Millennial Pink. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I say we send it down the river in one of those Millennial Pink <laughs> coffin pool floaties. And I say, this is just a prediction for me, I say the new Millennial Pink is Forest Green. I've already updated the case for my computer from Millennial Pink to Forest Green, and I think people should follow suit. Uh, Pantone says that Ultraviolet is the color of the year. KitchenAid <laughs> KitchenAid also has a color of the year. <laughs> oh, KitchenAid. And theirs is Birds of Paradise, which is like a pink uh, coral color, more of an orangey pink um, so does that mean we get to like go to Target and see if their new mixers are coming out in coral? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It reminds me of um, Josie and the Pussycats. When Rachel Lee Cook, Rachel Lee Cook, Rachel Lee oh, Cook. and Ro- um, Dawson. Do you know? Do you know? Someone? Parker Posey. <gasps> Parker Posey. Parker Posey from, is from, also um, in Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. What a what an amazing. I want her to come. Where is she? You know what I'm so hungry for. Women over the age of 40 carrying movies all on their own and TV. Yes. Say more. I don't know. I just want Parker Posey around more. Doesn't she deserve her own show? I think she deserves her own show or, like, whatever. Just, like, I don't know. I'd go see a Marvel movie if she was the heroine. Like, wouldn't you pay money to see Parker Posey be Wasp Woman or whatever the fuck that is? I Paul um, Rudd is, like, 50, and he's, like, little Ant-Man. I would 100% see a, see a superhero movie where Parker Posey <laughs> is the lead. Yes, I would, I would pay a lot. I would pay double my movie pass to go see that movie. Okay, well, don't let movie pass get any hints, because they're saving me from a life of boredom right now and destitution. But, like... Seriously, also the... Sni- okay, yeah. yeah. That's all I gotta say. As a millennial, I'll just... I'll tell the people out there, and this is an illusion of what's to come, I will pay money to see women who are over 40 act in movies. Can you please start making those more, please? Thank you. Are we on Millennials in the News? Yeah. <gasps> okay. According to Forbes. According to Forbes.com. <laughs> if I didn't watch you before, I'm going to definitely Forbes you now. <laughs> okay, the reference is to last week's episode where oh. we talked about botched, which I persistently continued to call botches throughout the episode. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. You know what, audience? You all should just hit pause <laughs> and just listen to last week's episode over again. Ugh. Um... According to Forbes.com, Inc.com, Abizanus.com, everyone, everyone's trying to crack the code on, like, how to sell to millennials. That was such an Alana Glazer way of saying that. Crack, crack the, the code. code. Thank you. It was interesting because I was sitting in class um, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and someone literally was talking about, like, consumerism, and they were like... They literally said the phrase, 
yeah, we, like, have to go online with our food products because millennials are, like, too lazy to go into stores. And I was like, really? What? Like, like that to me is, like, they're trying to crack the nut of, like, okay, how do we get them? How do we get them? How do we get them? And it feels like everyone's just chasing our tail and we're sort of, like, the, like, rat in the maze, like, running away. Maybe that's not the right analogy, but, like, there's some sort of, like, cat and mouse game that's happening. Yes. Yes. And I've seen similar patterns, like, uh, in how people talk about it, which is um, accessibility being really big. I mean, to your point, right, is it mobile? Is it on mm. mobile? Is it mobile-enabled? Like, it, yeah. Is it not not just, like, able to be viewed on your phone, but designed for your phone? And also, like, Most is it are. personalized? Right? Like... Mm-hmm. People are all about personalization. They they can be, and so they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, can I add to that? Yeah. So similarly, um, when I was in this program, we basically, like, we're in these groups, and this group project was around creating a company. And that was the context in which this person was talking about, like, having to go online with their product because of millennials, like, wanting to shop online. This other group created a product that was simply about personalizing the in-person shopping experience. So Mm. they were essentially saying that, like, what millennials like about shopping online is that personalization aspect. And so malls are losing a lot of foot traffic. I don't know if they were making this direct, like, A leads to B leads to B leads to C thing that I'm kind of making right now. But, like, they're basically saying they wanted to bridge this idea of, like, the personalization of online shopping with the in-person experience Mm -hmm. of shopping in a mall um, by creating an app and gamifying an app because apparently that's the solution to everything. And um, I just thought it was interesting that, like, there was this tenet of personalization that was, like, so... such a clear pillar to them of what they aspired to maintain as true in their product. Yeah. Did that sound smart or what? It did. It sounded very smart. Tenet, pillar product <laughs> optimize <Hire me>. optimize <laughs> strategy evaluate aim this it's is ready this I'm is ready. truly like jack donaghy in 30 rock <laughs> when he just like spews words six sigma words that's all you need i wonder if one of like the untapped aspects of media right now is like highlighting current Gen X and baby boomer lives Mm -hmm. because like as millennials, I think we need something to aspire to. Like, I think there's a lot of like pandering to where we are now, Mm. but I think about like, um, I think about like all the fanfare that happened. I mean, maybe this is just in my channels, but like, I think it happened across a lot of channels, but like all the fanfare around sex and city's 20th anniversary Uh of the first episode. And I think that one of the reasons that that got a lot of fanfare is because Sex and the City was so aspirational for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, it tapped into a group of people who were, like, not yet at that place when this series came out. And I think what it demonstrates to me is, like, a hunger for more aspirationally-minded mm-hmm. content. So what the, I mean by that specifically is, like, I want more content about what it's like to be in your 40s and 50s. Yeah. Because I really, really, really think that a lot of people, especially of our generation, who have kind of, like, carved out these new identities that might be, like, a little bit 
different than sort of like the normative identities that were like fed to people in the past. I think yeah. that I would like to see like what does it look like to be a single unmarried woman in your 40s? What does it look yeah. like to be gay and aging? What does it look like to be, you know, like divorced or um these are all like relationship statuses yeah. but like what does it look like to be starting a new job when you've had a job for 20 years? Like, right. that's a really interesting piece of content because right. I think, I mean, again, this is from the millennial perspective. I would be interested to hear what, like, Gen X and baby boomer folks would have to say. But, like, I just really would want to urge people to create content that's less about, like, glamorizing the 20s because we have a lot of that. And I think it's useful to a point, but it's not it's really only useful for about seven years of your life. When you've graduated from college, right. you potentially have an income that you can, like, use to fly to Ibiza with, or, <laughs> <laughs> or you're, like, working as an assistant. I finally saw Set It Up, by the way. What'd you think? Fine. It was fine. Right. Loved, uh, loved Lucy Liu. Same. Yeah, she was great. Yep, Totally. Okay, so there's that. Like, I want to see Lucy Liu. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care Dude, about Zoe. I say the the sequel is truly like Lucy Liu's journey. Yes. Without some like annoying twenty somethings. I didn't her need her. Her eyebrows were cute as fuck, but other than that, I did not care about Ju- Julie, Zoe. Zoe Deutsch. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Zoe. I'm sure you're really cute and fun to hang out with. No, it's but, like, like I don't. We're good. Like I want, yeah, I got I'm you. so with you. I want to see what happens next for Lucy Lou. Yep, same. And I think there's a strong market for that. Yeah. And I think all this like cat and mouse game of like let's catch the millennials where they're at. Like it's not about catching us where we're at. It's about predicting for us where we're going. All right. So cool. we um we have some fodder. We have some new material. Yeah. It's called creating an entire new genre about. reflecting Gen X and baby boomer lives so that millennials have something to aspire to. Because I really think we're flailing. I think instead of doing that, I say it's taking a futuristic approach Mm. to projecting where we'll be. Cool. I got you. Yeah. I I say that... Instead of replicating the problematic aspects that already exist. And I say that the problem is that Gen X and baby boomers don't understand elements, obviously. Um, of our another, experience. Another big eye roll. <laughs> My Sorry. eyes are going to permanently stick in that way. Of our experience. They don't understand aspects um, of our experience. Yeah, and so I think actually that, like, uh, I think we need to project what we imagine things to look like. Cool. Because I think that'll really influence what kind of people will want to be. So Parker Posey plays a pansexual divorced woman living in a cute suburb that she's created affordable housing policies and this is what and also trunk is in jail okay tbt yes tbt oh my gosh i'm so excited for your tbt i'll just give mine really quickly no, don't rush it. I want to rush it because it's like, I feel like we've been focusing on music a lot, but like, okay. my music, my TBT for today is again a musical number <gasps> by the one and only band called Linkin Park.
led by Chester Bennington. Um, I've become so numb. I can feel you there. Is that the word? Become so alive, so much more aware. I'm becoming this. All I want to do is be more like this and be less like you. <laughs> Tony's in your living room, like, oh my god. What's your TBT? Okay. My TBT is blissful ignorance around food and nutrition. Six servings of grains and wheat a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That good old-fashioned food triangle. Did you get taught that in yeah. school? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we had it up in our classroom, too. Yep. So our friend Zach, friend of the pod... Best Close friend, of, friend the pod, of the pod. Best friend of the pod. He reminded me, we were talking about this, and he reminded me about how when jam, when jam, jamba juice, when, <laughs> when jamba juice. does not matter. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> Hugh, you, jamba jamba. Oh my no God. One, no one, no one, we struggle forever when, with pronunciation. <laughs> when jamba juice came, sorry. <laughs> that was when, my phone. When jamba juice came out, um, it was like this innovative, healthy option. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Like people were like, oh my gosh, I'm so clean eating because I'm drinking Jamba Juice. <laughs> juice itself, so unhealthy. Tony and I were talking about how OJ, like we drank OJ and we're like health food, apple juice, apple juice. Gives you cavities. It's so bad for you. It's just sugar water. Grape juice. Now that's the worst one of them. It's just wine. It's. <laughs> That's what everyone else had, right? They had wine. Mandashavas. <laughs> Ooh, yum. Um, and obviously, I just I do want to note that the consequences for eating so much processed and sugary food are super real. There are also plenty of unhealthy foods available today, so it's not like bad food disappeared. But I just sort of yeah. wanted to throw back to that beautiful ignorance of like, yeah, like a TV dinner is like a whole meal for your kid, even yeah. though it's fried chicken and mashed potatoes and a brownie well speaking of like marketing like, yeah it was all just like in the marketing right so right, like, the other right. thing too is that like i think when jamba juice came to our little suburban town that we lived in and came into the mall it was exciting because the alternatives right in comparison did were and did seem yeah to be really really bad yeah. Like, like for your health. Like, right. it was, like, Burger King. There was, like, a waffle place. Mm -hmm. So something that, like, incorporated fruits and vegetables right. as, like, the, heart, the heart and soul of the enterprise. Right. <laughs> did seem, by comparison, to be, like, uh -huh. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much to Zach for the help on this throwback mm -hmm. this week. And with that, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Send us an email at TBT. With G and E at gmail.com. Parker, the, we're waiting. Yeah. If you're not Parker, we'll still answer to you. Yeah, we'd love your feedback. And thanks to Sonia for her feedback at the top of the episode. Totes. Really helpful. And thank you, and Emma. <gasps> thanks, Grace. And Can't wait for a fortnight from now. Me too. See you in a fortnight. See you in a fortnight. <laughs>